it's the season finale, y'all. Episode 10, season 1. It's a wrap after this. After this, it's a wrap. Yeah, man. It's bittersweet, bro. It is. We came a long way. To think, they don't realize it, but to think that we have been recording for over a year and didn't release a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's October. The end of October. Man. But we here. We here. And we appreciate y'all. Listen, buckle y'all seatbelts for this episode. It is not an easy one to listen to. It is not the most popular opinion. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the whole purpose of this platform. So we hope y'all gain something from it. Again, as we always ask y'all, like, comment, share, leave a review. I guess that's the same as commenting. But let's keep the conversation going, y'all. Hey, y'all. We love y'all, and I hope y'all enjoy Why is lordship so tough to talk about? Do I still have free will? Do I still have to read the Bible? Is the Bible even true? What can I do and still be submitted to lordship? Can I choose the things I want to submit under lordship? Does lordship look the same for all believers? Man, these are some of the questions that I've asked myself, that I've heard asked to me as to reasons why certain areas of our lives don't have lordship mm-hmm. and are often the times, often the moments where we're like, man, do I even need lordship in this area of my life? And what does that even look like? This is a tough topic, bro. Absolutely. I think it's one of the least talk, talked about topics. Um, there's such a natural proclivity to do our own thing, right? Right. Um, to move how we want to move and so this idea of submission (laughs) is a cuss word almost yeah right people run from it or there's a negative connotation especially in relationships and i think that we take that which we view submission in relationships and then point it or you take that same energy, use that same, operate with that in that same way as it relates to our relationship with God. It's true. It's true. I mean, like you said, submission is somewhat of a cuss word. <laughs> um, and we only think it's necessary, or some circles think it's only necessary in marriage. Mm-hmm. But we forget that the Bible even talks about for married couples, mm-hmm. submit as your husband submits to the Lord. Yeah. And so well, there's something prerequisite there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even for us individually in our relationship with God, lordship is a very vertical arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough because there are so many areas of our lives that we have to submit under him, under his power, under his authority, mm-hmm. things that we don't even think need to be submitted to him. <laughs> exactly. So my question is, what are some things that maybe are closeted items that we just don't submit to God? I think it it looks different for everybody. I think that um, there are things that are easy and then more challenging things that we choose to take into our. So I think for me, I would say my lack of ability to submit certain things is usually directly correlated with my lack of trust. Mm. 
So the things that I feel like, mm, God, I don't know how you gonna work this out. And so I try to take matters into my own hands. Yeah. Um, so you know, over the years that have that have has been relationships primarily, I think that's the biggest area for me has been in, in the context of relationships. Um shoot and then at times even like career goals you know um you look at i would look at things that excuse me i would deem as like okay yeah this would you know cause me to be very successful whatever case might be and so the pursuit would be would stem from that place versus god what is it that you have for me Mm. you know and and being in alignment with his word and and who he has called me to be and what he's called me to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say that the areas that are the most challenging are the areas in which I have the least amount of trust. I like what you said, you know, a lot of times the areas where we lack lordship in our lives are the areas where we don't trust God. Mm. Um, and that made me immediately think about some of the areas that I don't trust God. me is money. Yeah. Um, it's hard to believe that God is a provider all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or in every season because he's on his own time and I'm on my own schedule and agenda. Mm-hmm. And it also challenges me to be a good steward over what I have. That's right. And that's hard to do while trusting that God is going to provide. Um, it's difficult. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times I'll marry the budget. Yeah, I would stress Sarah out trying to make sure that we under budget and the budget is only meant to be a guide. Mm. It's only meant to be something that organizes our life, not dictates our life. Mm. You know, there's grace for spending and experiences and dating. There's grace for that. You budget for it. But man, sometimes you go over a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's OK sometimes. Um, and so in my my in the area that I trust God the least for money being one example is the very area that I feel, especially in this season where God is definitely asking me to trust him more um, because we're in the first year of marriage. Mm. Um, some would say that's probably the most expensive time yeah, <laughs> besides children, right? Yeah. Because you're still trying to figure out spending, have all that anyways, not to get too much in the weeds in our marriage, but yeah, I mean, why is it that we can't trust? The question is, why Why is it that we can't trust God with it? What is it? Is it something that we've kind of created a soul tie with? Is it something? I don't know. What do you think? I think it, it has something to do with that. I think that, you know, we, we magnify things um, or the areas in which maybe we experience lack become the areas in which we're like, well, why am I not experiencing? And I think, ooh. Okay, thank you. I think part of it is there's such an emphasis on what what everybody else is doing. Mm. And I think when we get caught up in seeing how everyone else is moving and progressing, we feel like our timeline should be the same as everybody else's. Yeah. And the question then becomes, well, God, you're, I see you doing it for them. Why haven't you done it for me? Like I was literally just having a conversation this morning and somebody was saying like, dang, like I can't get ahead, you know what I'm saying? In these relationships, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And like, even for me, I've had to realize that this is not my season to date and I'm okay with that. 
You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I wasn't always okay with it. But I've had to get to the point where I'm like, I've accepted the fact that this is not my season to date. And being content with that and realizing, okay, this is what you're doing in this season. And so while, you know, my my best friend, you know, just got married and I was at another wedding after that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm content mm. and I'm at peace, you know, so. Um, Were you always at peace? No. no. What was going through your mind when there was a lack of peace or a lack of resolve? Mm. I think it goes back to what we what we said before was there was a need that needed to be met. However, it was it was subconscious. I didn't realize that it existed. Mm. Um, and so my craving to get that thing met was through relationship or companionship. And what that looks like, you know, when you do it outside of time or you're trying to make it happen on your own is you find yourself in, you know, some entanglements. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> these where it's like in hindsight, you know, I may have learned from them, but like that was a waste of time. Yeah. Some of it might have been a waste of time. You know, some of some of the things, the heartache and, you know, the like all the pain and stuff that stemmed from it could have been avoided. Yeah. If I hadn't have tried to make things happen on my own. I, I want to stay there because there are signs that God gives us for when we are stepping outside of <laughs> his protection. Yeah. His outside of his provision. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the areas, especially in my we've been talking about relationships all season. So I, I guess we'll just stay there. there. There have been signs that God has given me not to go go forward. And it it hasn't always been the feeling of peace. It hasn't always been the feeling of satisfaction or dissatisfaction, right? Um, in a lot of cases, he's saying this ain't it while I'm satisfied, <laughs> yeah. while I have peace about it, a feeling of peace, right? And so you know how some people say, man, I know this is what God's calling me to do because I have a peace about it. And it's like, okay, well... You know, God does use your feelings to communicate things to you, but your feelings are not his spirit. I would even beg the question, and I'll pose it to you. Is it truly peace that we experience, <laughs> or is it satisfaction, or is it like that level of fulfillment, the fleshly fulfillment that mm -hmm. we may experience in the moment, and we call it peace? We call it peace. That's. I mean, I... I would venture to say it's exactly that. Mm. Um, it's like when you've been craving something all day and you finally get that little fix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Six. But let it be something that's not good for you that you know you're not supposed to have, but you've been craving it. Mm. It didn't make it good for you just because you got it and just because you're satisfied. Mm -hmm. Satisfaction isn't always the satisfaction or peace or whatever isn't the indicator that it was good for you. Mm. Um and a lot of times in my life, I thought it was. I'm like, ah, this feels good. No. Your flesh feels, but mm -hmm. your spirit, there's a testing of the spirit. There's a, there's a, my spirit, he said, what does the Bible say? It says, um, our spirit testifies with his, or I forget what it says, bro. <laughs> but essentially, there, there's something that is affirmed in scripture based on the things that are happening inside of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and it 
sometimes it's independent of what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And we have to know what his word says. Mm -hmm. We have to know what his word says about the things that he's called us to do and pursue. Um, at the same time, in this realm of lordship, mm -hmm. there's grace. Yeah. And we can't, you can't talk about lordship without talking about, you can't talk about anything without talking about grace because we're going to get it wrong. We're going to be selfish with our time. We're going to we're going to do things that are outside of his perfect design. And so in this idea of lordship, we learn and we have the space to learn because of grace. Mm -hmm. Grace creates the space. Grace accounts for the mistakes, um, even accounts for the things you knew you wasn't supposed to do that you still did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, man, man, you saying that I'm glad you brought that up. Because it, it really takes me back to my childhood where, you know, moms, like, I, I, was, I ain't gonna say I was a wild child, but I was curious, right? Mm. I, I was in a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? And there were times where she'd be like, hey, don't do something. Like, if the stove was hot, right? Mm -hmm. Naturally, as a kid, you're curious. I want to touch the stove because it looks cool for whatever reason. It's like, no. It's fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like naturally you want to go near it she's like nah bag up right to me in that moment i'm like i feel away you know what i'm saying i might my feelings might be hurt i might be confused why are you telling me to bag up like you know you get upset as a kid whole time she's trying to protect me like what she's telling me or what she was telling me in, in those moments were not for my not to harm me not to make me upset or anything like that but she understood something that I didn't. And I think that that's the, when it comes to lordship, I think it's, first of all, the foundation, like we have to understand what it is. And I think that our willingness to submit or the lack thereof stems from an inability to understand what it is in the first place. Mm. And I think we have to understand that it is God's protection and his provision yeah. wrapped up in one. That's good. You know, so the same way, you know, if you had a great parent that was like, hey, get away from that. Don't touch that. It looks good. I know. But that's not what you, God does the exact same thing for us. Yeah. Don't fool with her. Don't do it. Don't get that man your number. Don't go over there at night. Like he, he, he gives us those things. And if we still decide to do it, he provides a way of, of escape. Immediately. Immediately. We have, are we willing to, to take that? exit exit stage left a lot of times and that's that grace that's the grace that's the grace that's the grace even if you go through it with it and make the mistake i still love you mm. let's talk let's stay there mm. oh you're hitting on something because <laughs> a lot of times we say that right there and because what you said was correct is correct we say that right there and we're like but he still loves me even if i'm living this lifestyle <laughs> We and use that as a justifier. Exactly. <laughs> but here's the thing. Having lordship in your life is really more about you showing God that you love him mm. instead of just knowing that he loves you. Yeah. Him, you, you knowing that he loves you is just evidence that you understand your identity. Mm. But you actually obeying his commands actually shows you that, okay, I'm going to live out, out of my identity. Mm. And a lot of us are living less than who we were created to be because we don't abide in his word, because we do not look at his commands as verbatim um, or 
direct applications to our lives. Mm. Um, and, you know, honestly, that that requires a level of discernment that requires a level of accountability because nobody's expecting you to read the Bible and, and understand everything that it says. Right. And so his commands are continuing to really establish themselves in our understanding mm. um, as we grow up. Um, you didn't you don't fully understand the lesson of your mom telling you not to touch the stove. Until years later, yeah, I didn't. Or until you made the mistake, <laughs> yeah. But I, I really didn't understand it from her lens or her viewpoint until my nephew came around. Wow! Because I then became the one telling him, "Hey, don't do that. It might be an object that looks great, but that thing is sharp. It will cut you." Mm. And to deal with his, you know, he would pitch a fit, and it's like, I don't care. I love you enough to tell you not to do it. Cause I don't want to see you hurt. That's good. I want to pivot. Yep. Because I'm, we're introducing a lot of principles here, y'all, but we talked about Lordship and you can't talk about Lordship unless you talk about grace, but you also can't talk about Lordship until if you, if you don't talk about sovereignty, Yeah. God's sovereignty. And that means you can be encouraged to know that if you are God's child, that whatever route you decide to take, he's trying to bring you back to him. He's trying to draw your heart closer to his. And in all the mistakes that you might make, he's still giving you a way back to him. Mm. You know, I think about the story of the prodigal son and yeah. Jeremy, you talked about that. You know, the son did what he wanted with his life. You know, he spent the money, he took his inheritance, put a middle finger in his father's face and said, Really, I'm going to take my inheritance. Even though you're not dead yet, I'm going to take it. And his father was expecting him to come home the entire time he was gone. And if you think about it, he was gone a long time because he spent the entire inheritance. You, if you think about an inheritance, that's a lot of money. That means his father was always expecting him. Now, this, this word prodigal, the word itself means to lavish upon. Lavish means an abundance of whatever it is. In this case, it was an abundance of love. So the prodigal son is not referencing, it's not really about the son, it's really about the father and how his love was abundant for his children no matter what route they went. That's good. And then he threw him a party when he got back. Now, let, let's not get tired out here in the, the story of the prodigal son because it continues to evolve in our understanding about the father's love for us and what his love produces in us. Now, when you realize how much God loves you, it makes you want to stay in his will. Hmm. It makes you want to submit all the areas of your life because that's how much he loves you. He wants to make, he wants to exalt all the areas of your life to make it look like something worth, something worthy, worth, worthy. Um, so yeah, that's how much God loves us. But we have to go a step further beyond how much he loves us. How much are we going to show him that we love him? Mm. And how do we do that? We need to understand what he, what he requires of us and why he created us. And that, that goes into identity. If you want to talk about lordship, you need to understand why he created you. He didn't create you to pursue your passions. He didn't create you 
to work a nine to five for the rest of your life. And that's it. There is an assignment and a calling and a purpose everywhere you are placed. And so if you're if you're wherever you are right now, God has you there for a specific purpose. And it's not always it's not just for you to learn a lesson. It's also for you to be a light um, and an encouragement and someone to 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 really show a little bit of God to people who may not know him. Mm. That's the assignment of all believers. And if you have lordship in your life, you never waste an opportunity to show who God is. And we can go a lot deeper into that. I'll just say this. Showing who God is, is definitely, it's being kind, it's being nice, it's, you know, being understanding, all that. But we need to be intentional about the way that we need to be showing God on purpose, mm. not just by being a good person. Anybody can be a good person. There are a lot of atheists that are good people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean they have lordship in their life. That's right. They were created to be that way. We don't have to applaud them for being good people because we were created to be good. We were created by a good God. He only makes good creations. And so the way that we show a little bit of God is by doing things on purpose. Is by saying, okay, I have an assignment in this, in this role that I have. How am I going to be a change agent where I am? Hmm. That's lordship. That's, that's a charged role to take. That's a charged um, responsibility. You, that means you don't go into work with your head down. You go in there ready to go. Hmm. On mission is what we call it. Even when you go to church, that's not just for you to just receive some word. Yeah, go there. Get some word. You on mission, though. There's some people hurting in there. What do they call it? The hospital for humanity? Mm -hmm. When you have lordship in your life, and me and Drew are not talking from being perfectionists in lordship. We're not even experts. <laughs> this is hard. This is not easy to talk about. That's why we all over the place. Mm -hmm. Well, at least I am. But when, we, when you have lordship in your life, there is this righteous indignation inside of you to want to do all the things that maybe in your own strength you wouldn't normally do. That means evangelism. That means exhort and encourage. That means be honest and vulnerable. That means, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like these are the things that Lordship is calling us to do and be. That's what his commands are. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, and, and at the core of that is what he instructed us, go out in all the world and make disciples. Now, what does that mean, bro? That means that at the end of the day, just like what you're saying, we are to be people who usher people or others, um, or at least as best as possible, reveal the heart of Christ to others, mm. not for the sake of any self-gratification or edification, but for the sake of, it's, it's an invitation. Mm. This life with Christ is the best you could possibly ever experience. Mm. And that's the core of evangelism is is introducing who God is. Oftentimes it's through relationships. Um, but I would even suggest that in at its core, lordship is vitally important if we are to go out and do that. Because if we aren't obedient to his voice, if we aren't, if we don't have the ability to hear what he's say saying, that. Say that. if we don't have the ability to be so sensitive when he says turn left, we turn, we'll miss it. 
We'll miss it. We'll miss it. And we need it. We got to. People think that like these gifts that they have, especially in the church, and it irks my nerves sometimes. But people think that these gifts are for them. They're not. They are not for your personal edification. They are to be used to edify the body. To edify the body of Christ. And when we are carriers of these gifts, we have to submit those things right back to him. Mm. If we don't, then we pervert them. We pervert them. And so you start to see people Mm. looking for opportunities to use it, not for the sake of, hey, this is what God is telling me to do, or this is 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 me introducing you to Christ. No, I want to get, I get self-gratification. Yeah. Because somebody said, ooh, girl, he can pray. Girl, they, I'm not going to go there. When they lay hands on people, you see them fall. People get self-gratification for that, from that. Yeah. And it's more than that. It is way beyond the scope of just that. Um, So I think we have to get to that point, man. And just to pivot a little bit more, our perspective of lordship, we have to realize that, like, God said, no good thing will I withhold from my children. It's his desire to lavish. Like, we are heirs of the king of kings. We are heirs, right? And so as that, just like what you were saying about the prodigal son, like, our father wants to lavish us with great things. Mm. We can miss it by being out of alignment. We can miss it. He didn't withhold it. He didn't withhold it. We, we missed miss it. it. And one of the things, who we got four minutes. Five minutes. One of the things that that demonstrate that for me, you know, I'm so practical. <laughs> but I, I think about football, man. I was watching this interview with Chad Johnson and or Ocho Cico, as most known. And he was literally crying. Watch, I forget the receiver. It's the guy that played for the Packers. Nevertheless, he's crying watching him run routes. Not because he under he understands. Like this man runs routes so precisely. He's not the fastest in the league. He's not the strongest. He's not the tallest, but he can run a freaking route mm. to a T. And the reason why that's so important, and the reason why I made Chad emotional, is he understood something as a receiver mm. that if I'm in the spot that I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there, the connection between me and the quarterback, well, it'll happen. Wow. Because we practice this mm. and the timing, like football is a, is a, is a game of seconds. Yeah, so is. the timing has to be there in order it for is. us to be successful and score. There has to be such a timing that's so precise between me and the quarterback in order for me to receive that, which he's delivering. Wow. A lot of times we are out of place and we aren't able to receive what God is, is delivering. And here's the thing too, in football, same thing. They have with the, on defense what you call a jam in the receiver, meaning if I can throw you off your route mm. by just a little bit, if I can throw the timing off just a little bit, maybe then I have a better chance of you missing that connection. Missing that promise. The enemy is doing that just ah. to us. His goal is to throw us off of our timing just a little bit. And if he can throw us off by, by that much, the chance there is a chance that we miss out what God is. That's good. Uh, miss out on what God is trying to do, man. So we have to remain in alignment with that's that. That's good. And to wrap it back around to his sovereignty, there's always another play. 
there's always another play. And so when we miss it, we right back in the huddle. Come on now. Boy, can we drop the mic? You, I mean, we might as well turn the podcast out now. At this point, <laughs> y'all, this is our last episode for the season. We hope y'all enjoyed it. We hope y'all enjoyed the entire season, but definitely this episode too. It's crazy that we saved the most difficult conversation for last. This is probably a three-part series. <laughs> no, it really is. It really is. But man, say something to the people, man. Man, we are so grateful for really the the commentary, the encouragement that we've gotten from the people that have reached out. You know who you are. Um, there have been moments where we have had doubts about whether we were even having an impact. That's right. Um, and it wasn't about the listeners. It was just about whether this material hmm. was was connecting with somebody. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says when one person gets saved, all of heaven rejoices. Um, that's what that's all. That's our hope that we would just reach somebody, somebody who needs to hear men like our regular guys like ourselves, just being vulnerable, being transparent, having the tough conversations, talking about mental and spiritual health on a platform like this. And so this we hope that this is an encouragement that to be honest, anybody can have these conversations. So we are so grateful to y'all for listening in, commenting, reposting us. We didn't expect this, but I guess we should going forward because God is doing something here. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, Drew, you're, you're one of the best co-hosts. You're bro. the only co-host, but you're the best co-host that I've ever worked with. <laughs> Likewise, bro. And, bro, I mean, I'm just grateful for the gifts that you have and the way that you put thoughts together. Honestly, I don't think that I would have learned as much as I have without you being on the show. Why, so, man, why, are, you, why are you trying to make my eyes sweat? Your allergies acting up, bro? Just a little bit. Hey, man. Um, we love y'all. And we are so grateful that we got the chance to kind of start to have these conversations. And I hope it's impacting y'all's friend groups and families as well. Man, listen, I, I would it would I would be remiss if I didn't get that love back to you. I, the way you put words together, bro, like you are a freaking wordsmith. <laughs> and the way you make the, it, it flows, the way you connect your thoughts, I envy it sometimes. It flows so well. You're really a poet. They know it. That's, they really come to, to hear you. <laughs> they really came to hear you. Yeah, they really came to hear you. <laughs> we for don't sure. know who y'all came to hear. It might be Sarah. It might, it's it's real, real, nah, it's real talk. It probably Sarah. is. Metaphor, real talk. But y'all, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all so much. And hey, season two is on the way. Just wait on it. Appreciate Peace. it. Thank y'all for listening to the season finale of Unpopular Opinion. Drew, how you feeling, bro? I feel good. That episode was, man, hey. <laughs> it was, bro. The crazy thing is, what is one of the most difficult episodes that we've had to do. Exactly. But we've gotten like maybe the most gratification from it. Yeah, that like was, it, I was fulfilled in that one, bro. And it's it's wild. Like we gain gratification from conviction. I think some of the most convicting episodes have been our favorite ones. Mm. Hey y'all, I know we're not recording right now. This is just the outro. But the conviction that we are trying to instill in you is one that will fulfill you. We hope y'all gra grasp that in everything that we've done in this season. 
and look forward to it in the next one. That's right. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all.